Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Here in Greer, the official podcast of the city of Greer. I'm Steve Owens alongside Ayla Fitzpatrick, and it is our great pleasure this morning to be joined by Greer City Councilman for District 5, Riley Bettis. Riley, thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. What we want to do with this series is introduce voters and the residents of Greer a little bit more to their elected officials. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, uh, I suspect after uh, 22 years, people know a lot about me, and especially uh, I'll soon be 68, and I'm born and raised entirely in Greer except for a four-year stint in, in uh, Columbia, which I'll, I'll talk about a little bit. Uh, um, I guess uh, you should know that I went to Fairview Elementary School, which you've never heard of because it's not there anymore. Uh, it's in the, it was in the shadows of the water towers at Fairview. Uh, I attended Davenport Junior High School, which is no longer there. Uh, it was at the top of uh, the Mayor Street there, and it burned down. And I went to Greer High School, but it moved after I left. So uh, the one institution that I haven't been able to destroy is the University of <laughs> South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was a '72 graduate at uh, at the Greer High that is that is across from uh, um, that grocery store. Uh, quality foods. Quality foods. Yeah, that turned it into the Bond Center. But anyway, um, after I did my time in Columbia, I actually got a degree in communications and journalism. Um, studied business also, and worked in radio for a while. And then figured out that this doesn't pay much, so I'm going back to work in retail. <laughs> You're telling us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well aware. <laughs> uh, so I, I moved back. Uh, I was raised in a, in a family business. McCleskey Todd uh, was ours for a long time. I was raised in the pharmacy business and um, learned how to do just about everything there, even helped behind the pharmacy and um, maintained that until about uh, 1995. Uh, we had two stores, three stores at one time, and then I sold it and totally went into the hardware business. So I own and operate a True Value Hardware now in uh, beautiful Traveler's Rest, uh, which is a, a growing area also. Um, hobbies, things like that, I don't really have any. Uh, I work, sleep, eat. Uh, I do. I am a bit of a musician. I've been playing since the fifth grade, but... Uh, uh, I don't consider myself a good one. I've just been lucky to play with good musicians. Uh, that, that's that was a blessing in itself. I played with some excellent people. Uh, I've heard you a couple of times. You're you're underselling yourself. You're eh, very good. Eh, well, thank you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so, with all of that background, what uh, what prompted you to choose to get involved in local politics? I grew up in a family on, on both sides of my family um, where when we when we had family reunions or or, or relatives got together we they talked politics and i was there as a four five six seven year old listening to this and i just kind of was born into a, a, an interest in if, if not politics current events and and who was killing who and who was stealing from whom and uh, and what really got me interested in city government was back in the 90s uh, the existing city council and mayor and the city administrator sought to uh, pass a new sign ordinance. And being a merchant downtown, it affected me directly. So I got together with about a dozen other merchants, and we kind of took it apart and told them what to do and what not to do, and they actually listened to part of that. And uh, that's really what got me started. And after that, the existing councilwoman uh, 
asked me if I'd like to be on the board uh, zo- uh, board of zoning appeals, and Martha King was who asked me, and I agreed. And it was uh, it was an interesting experience doing that because you dealt with a lot of a, a lot of people who wanted something that the city didn't want them to do, and you had to decide yes or no. And 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 it was interesting, but that's what got me started. And then she decided not to run, so I ran for that district. You mentioned your 22 years on council. Uh, it sort of paralleled the mayor's tenure on council exactly. for service. Yep. Elected 1999 by uh, voters in District 5. Uh, aside from that first election, you have never been challenged for your seat. Uh, that's sort of a referendum on how well you've done. Well, I hope so. And uh, what uh, when you look on back on those 22 years, what really stands out to you? What's the experience been like? I can remember the uh, the 80s, what downtown looked like. Uh, I think we hit bottom when the Palace Beauty Salon burnt down, uh, which is over there where the where the alleyway is, where they eat now on Poinsett Street, across from the Oyster Bar, and that was kind of the bottom right there. And I just I remember how bad it it was um, because I had a front row seat to watch it, and that to me has been that that was one thing that motivated me was I knew we could do better. And, and, and I can't say that, that I foresaw what was going to happen with BMW's announcement, but I knew that that was a game changer uh, when that happened. And then who could know what was going to happen after that? We just had to prepare for whatever came. And uh, you mentioned that you are a lifelong career resident, so I'm sure you have a lot of uh, inside information. So what's something about career that listeners might not know that you can share with us? Well, <laughs> if you know where Five Guys Hamburgers is, mm-hmm. that's where I grew up. That's where our house was right there. So we could actually, like on a Sunday evening, uh, sit out on the front porch and watch a car come by about every five minutes on Wade Hampton Boulevard. Uh, and it was made out of concrete. Then you have those seams in concrete, and you could hear the car coming, ka-clunk, ka-clunk, ka-clunk. But that's been, I don't know that most people knew that Wade Hampton – didn't have all that much traffic back in the day until they they three laned each side in '73. That helped, but it still uh, it it still used to be just a just another road, uh, nothing special. <laughs> now look at it. Oh yeah, super highway. Yeah, exactly. District five encompasses you know pretty much everything between 29 and Brushy Creek Road west of the city a little bit in District two, but it also encompasses much of the central business district Greer Station. We saw a lot of change with that here in the last few years with the Center G project. What do you think, uh, especially thinking back to as you said in the 80s, seeing what downtown has become? What did the Center G project mean to you? You know, downtown was my playground. When we had when we had businesses down here, um, I, it was not uncommon to me f- to spend all day in downtown Greer, even though we lived out on Wade Hampton Boulevard. So, just watching the renaissance of all these places, I I was up on top of the parking deck during the the, the Freedom Blast, and I real I didn't really realize until then that it's sitting right in the middle of my playground. I grew up at the McCleskey Todd building up on North Main, and I grew up in the um, uh, the one down on Cannon Street, uh, the, the dance hall. Uh, I grew up where the Oyster Bar is. That used to be a McCleskey Todd. And my mother and father's house was down on North Main, just within 
vision, you know. Uh, it, just the renaissance of my playground has been has been amazing. Uh, and I guess I kind of knew all along that it could be better than it was. And, and but I have to I have to give a lot of credit to uh, Ed Driggers. Uh, anything that I've accomplished in my 22 years, uh, it, it's due to Ed and, and the people that he was able to bring on board. It, it wasn't an idea that Riley had. Uh, Riley is open to good ideas and will support you when he believes it. But the renaissance that Ed brought is is amazing to me. So, Riley, what is the most uh, rewarding experience you've had while on council? I know it's been, you know, a couple of decades, but one of the most rewarding things where you've been able to help one of your constituents? That's hard to say. We've had a lot of good ones. Uh, one, of the, one of the better ones that shows what you can really do when you try to help your, your, your citizens. We had a lady that for many years, water would wash down the street and it would all end up in her basement and destroy her heating and air system. And she put up with it for a good long while. And finally she called me about it and I said, well, we'll see what we can do. And I got uh, Skipper, who was here at the time, to take a look at it. And he said, I don't see any solution. I said, you know better than that. So what we actually did was we kind of reconfigured the road down there beside her house to throw all that water another way. And, uh, and, and we actually kind of helped her get her heating and air back working. And she never had another problem after that, after putting up with it for years and years. But that to me, I mean, that's true constituent service. It's when, when you do something that's really meaningful to people. Because she lived by herself. She didn't have all that, a, a lot of means. But uh, we fixed that. And I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of that. And we've had similar instances all along the way. Uh, it has to do with drainage. has to do with... Uh, roads falling apart. Uh, there's just a, a, a big list of them. Your institutional knowledge has been invaluable moving through um, the last 22 years. What are some of the pressing issues you see facing council moving forward? <clears throat> That's no secret. Um, Budget-wise, uh, I've always, and you can ask some of the people still here, uh, I've always been uh, antsy about too big of a payroll and benefits. I want to keep that under control because I don't want the city to become just a big bureaucracy. Um, but obviously the biggest challenge we have right now is growth, and it has been for a while. Um, we have people coming from everywhere, uh, some good, some bad. Uh, and when you have an increased population, it puts uh, a burden on your roads, on your infrastructure, uh, on, on just on schools, on just about everything. So I think we have to be really cautious about how we allow growth. Uh, a couple of years ago, with uh, with with a couple with some other people's help, I actually had Christy Hall up here, uh, the head of the uh, state highway department, um, and showed her several places where where we need help immediately. And I even drew out a northern route that continued the Vern Smith Freeway around Greer and came out in Taylor's. And uh, that's probably been filed very far away by now. But uh, I think we have to be forward-looking about uh, about traffic uh, and, and because that sleepy Wayne Hampton Boulevard we talked about, it ain't sleepy no more. This is, you know, this is not Kansas anymore. Uh, to my knowledge, there's no plan on the books to build any additional large roads in the Greer area. 
Well, as we've seen recently, Greer is the second fastest growing city in the state. And it's one of those areas you can't ignore. One of the things people expect from council is to be forward looking. Well, we try to do that. And again, that's, that's a staff. I have to credit staff uh, for being uh, on top of most of these things, but it's not hard to spot as you, as you motor around, it's not hard to spot things that are needed um, and things that are not needed. And that's where we try to concentrate on, on, on where we're going to be five, 10 years down the road. I think Mayor Downer taught us all that lesson. He, he preached that early on. You got to be, you got to be looking down the road. It's interesting because of all of the people we've spoke with on this podcast so far, you know, obviously people who are on council, we've talked to, you know, people with the fire department, Ruthie with building and development, and everyone comes back to that intentional growth. So it's interesting that you bring that up again. Is that one of the issues that you would personally like to see council address in the coming months or years? And what else is there that you think is, is pressing right now? Well, growth is, is number one. Um, we're actually, and I've told many people this, we're dealing from a position of strength, right? And if we don't want your metal building at the corner of North Main and Poinsett, we probably can turn it down uh, because we know you're going to locate somewhere else or somebody else is going to come in and build something to the right specs. Um, that, that to me is very important, is, is being very intentional of what you put, where you put it, and, uh, and, and how you allow it to be accessed um, I don't always agree with some of the things that the council does, uh, but by and large, we think alike in that regard that we want to be very intentional about growth and be very, I wouldn't say restrictive, but we've got to hold, we got to hold people to some kind of standard or it's going to look like Woodruff Road. You know, everybody likes to pick on Woodruff Road uh, and there's a lot of money generated down there, but I don't go near it. <laughs> unless it's just the last place on earth. Yeah, unless it's one of those places where you can get right off the highway and go and then get right back on. Yep. I avoid it too. There's a lot of work (laughs) to be done in the future here in Greer, as you mentioned. Uh, What does the future hold politically for Riley Bettis? You know, I don't don't really think that far ahead. Uh, A lot of people are beginning to ask me if I'm going to run again, and I told them, I said, I don't know. We'll see. That's that's a long way off. Uh, For me, it is anyway. Uh, I don't... If you'd have asked me that 10 years ago, I'd have said maybe the state house. Um, if I had known some of the things that were going to happen when they happened back about 12, 15 years ago, that, that may be where I am. But uh, the, the timing wasn't right, and it's not something I'm really interested in right now. Uh, I've got, uh, I've got a, a growing family of grandkids and uh, a lot of reasons not to be gone uh, from the city of Greer for very long at a time. So. Uh, I'll probably stay with what I'm doing, and if uh, if everything is going well, I'll continue to do what I'm doing. What's the best way for uh, people in Greer, your constituents, to contact you with questions or comments, or if they want to learn more about you, just chat, hear all the secrets of Greer? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, well, I'm still one of those dinosaurs that has a landline telephone, so uh, if you want to call uh, 879-2371, it actually rings down to my cell phone, so you, you can't miss me that way uh, unless I don't like the way your number looks and I don't listen to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> the other way is uh, wbettis at cityofgreer.org, uh, and that, that doesn't go to my telephone, but I check it daily. Great. Yeah. Well, on a personal note, one of the things I look forward to on 
council meetings is your invocation. Uh, <laughs> we're less than 24 <laughs> hours removed from a meeting at the time of this recording. Uh, obviously, it's very heartfelt, very thoughtful, and uh, it, it's just such a great moment. How much thought do you put into those invocations for council? I put a lot um, because I think it's it should be more than just uh, thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. Uh, help us to do what you want us to do. Amen. I think it should be uh, at, at least an expression of where I am because you're not really allowed, maybe now with the change in the law, you're not really allowed to elaborate a whole lot of, uh, on, on stuff lawfully. But I think it should be an expression of what I think, where I am, what you can expect of me, and, and uh, in addition, what you can expect of counsel. I don't, I don't connect the two in my devotion, but uh, I try to make it clear what I say and what the council thinks. Um, I, I do put a lot of thought into it. I really do. And I look for other sources. I looked for something from George Washington for that one, and I couldn't really find exactly what I wanted, so I, I went with some, some thoughts. Councilman Riley Bettis, faithfully serving the residents of District 5 for more than 22 years. We look forward to many more years, Riley, and we thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks. I enjoyed it. On behalf of Councilman Bettis and Ayla Fitzpatrick, this is Steve Owen saying thank you for joining us on this edition of Here in Greer, the official podcast of the City of Greer. We'll be back with more soon. Until then, take care of each other. <laughs>